0: Obsessed with all things ovine, there is seriously something about sheep and always something new to learn about keeping, breeding, and farming them. Welcome to the Sheep Show Podcast. I'm Jill Noble from Holston Valley Farm and Sheep Stud and your host. The Sheep Show Podcast exists to help you no matter where you are in the world, what sheep you breed, what size your flock is. This podcast will help your sheep knowledge and your shepherding confidence grow. And it's a two-way street. I love to hear from you and find out how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Halston Valley Farm or via email jill at halstonvalleyfarm.com.au. Come along on this episode as we explore the amazing world of sheep and sheep farming together. Have you ever seen a sheep that dribbles with a greenish-brownish stain, typically around their bottom lip? If you've seen this, and you can often see this when the lamb starts to initially eat, so generally lambs start to eat grass, very, very quickly, but three, four weeks old. And then by the time that they're close to weaning, this concept of dribbling or technically cud spilling is seen. Now, cud spilling or broken cud, which is often what it's colloquially termed or dribbling is uh, an abnormality in sheep, And again, bottom lip Jaw when the sheep is eating, typically chewing their cud. And to catch to the chase with this concept of cud spilling or dribbling, the answer is you call the sheep. Yeah. So now that's what you do about it. Why does it happen though? Well, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> because from the research that I've done and the research that Mr. Beveridge has done, no one really knows why it happens. There are several theories. That's really what I'm going to share with you in this episode today. So the concept is whatever the issue is, whatever causes the issue, who cares? The idea is that that animal, there's some abnormality. We don't quite know what it is, but the answer is that is a cull. Do weather, whatever it might be, obviously, weather it's pretty easy, they're going to be culled anyway. So uh here are some theories about what causes the staining, what causes the cud spilling, what causes the dribbling. So, what's happening is the animal uh dribbles their saliva and their ingesta. This is the some of the, the sort of the juices, I suppose, from their Cud chewing, and it happens during rumination, and there it's again, it's very hard to know exactly, and this, this, literally the jury is seriously out on this, but it's most likely an inability to control the cu- the cud efficiently again, really very la- very little understanding in research and in farming and even though i'm going to share with you some research from the archives like like literally 1936 type research from the australian veterinary journal uh, but ultimately no one seems to really know what causes this i've talked to a lot of people about cud spilling i've tried to inquire about it trying to get to the bottom of it i've done research on it and again all we know is that it's most likely from the inability to control the cud efficiently. Now, let's look at um, Mr. Beveridge's uh, research, the Australian Veterinary Journal, 1936. He looked at 13 cases of cud spilling. Eight out of those cases, he noticed very strangely now that he thought that this was part of the, the tongue and issues with the tongue, and he identified that it was an absence of the free end of the tongue. Now, in the other cases that Beveridge looked at, he had no obvious signs. There was nothing particularly obvious around the the structural abnormality of that sheep. One had a deformed cheekbone, one had a cyst in their larynx, one had an old fracture of their jawbone. But again, nothing consistent in the 13 cases that he reported through his research 1936. He concluded, based on the research and based on the 8 of the 13, that it was most likely caused by an absence of the tongue, this free end of the tongue and this, dis- this deformation of the tongue. And he suggested that that was actually caused by foxes, who seem to like eating lamb's tongues. Now, you can imagine this. I've seen this awful situation where you go out into the paddock and you have a headless lamb and the lamb has been born and as the lamb is literally coming out of the ewe, the fox eats its head or the lamb is born and perhaps the fox is there before the the ewe can can do anything with it and, and so on. So I'm thinking in this instance maybe... The fox, according to Beveridge's research now, the fox ate the tongue as the lamb was coming out of the, um, the ewe, and then the ewe fought off the fox and was able to you know, protect the lamb, but the tongue was a little bit deformed in the, as a result. Who knows? This is just Beveridge's theory. Anyway, that is his theory. When you look at it a bit more deeply there or broadly, there are some other theories on cud spilling. And one of them is about difficulty swallowing. And this is, again, you think about food, liquid moving from the, the mouth to the stomach and then sort of back up again because they regurgitate and they chew their cud. This could be one theory where there is a a dysplasia, I suppose, or dysphlangia, and the lamb, in this case, generally it's a lamb, can drop its cud. Now, again, why would they have this issue? Swallowing, why would it be painful for them? It could be teeth, gums, sore mouth of some sort. Potentially, even this theory looks at that, it could be high stomach acid acidity or poor feed now that's really interesting you think about it poor feed well why does it only happen maybe i don't know one in every 100 in in my personal experience maybe it's more two in every 100 i don't know so what percentage is that not very much and if it was poor feed then you would expect i would think you would expect to see you know, 60% maybe experiencing this cud spilling and that's not what i see and they're thinking that this high stomach acidity, if it's the high stomach acidity, not the poor feed, could be caused because acidic cud has a sharp pH bad taste or because of the pain in the mouth, because of some mouth abnormality. I mean, if it's sharp pH or bad taste, why do most ruminants cope with it then? Again, this is just my analysis of the theory. I don't know. And no one else does either. Uh, so no answers today on the Sheep Show podcast, I'm very sorry to tell you, but at least we've sort of gone there and talked about it and explored it. And when you see it, either you might've saw it and you've thought, what's going on there? Or you've saw it and you thought, what am I going to do about that? Or you've saw it and you thought, oh, that's interesting. And then it's just, you know, passed you by and you haven't really acted on it. And listen, I also think... There's another theory, which is that lambs just grow out of it. Maybe they're just learning to chew and they just grow out of it after, you know, a couple of months. Again, jury is seriously out on this. All I know is that serious breeders have a zero tolerance when it comes to cud spilling. Yeah. For hobby farmers, you know, for for small scale breeders, for breeders who perhaps might think, I'll give this lamb a go. Then you've just got to manage that. And at least knowing what you're looking at and knowing to monitor it and perhaps write that you or animal or lamb's tag number down and then go back and check it in three or six months time. That's good. You know, at least you're doing that. Even if you don't decide to call the animal, you are monitoring that. and, And again, you're thinking, well, I'm going to do something if it continues because I probably don't want to breed with that animal. Uh, so you could, if you wanted to have a look and do, I suppose what beverage did and what this other uh, concept here of like a sore mouth um, is do a oral examination. Sounds like going to the sheep dentist, doesn't it? So this is where you would examine and palpate, I suppose, the teeth, the soft tissues, the bone, checking for any inflammation, any abscesses of the gums. Or gums any ulceration, laceration, any um, little sores at all, any changes to the tongue. I've actually seen woody tongue in a in a calf, which was awful. And we treated it and the calf resolved it, but it was a terrible swollen tongue and they really couldn't eat and the tongue was just awful. Anyway, but it's, it's manageable, but I've never seen it in a sheep. Or swellings of the the jawbone, um, like sort of lymph nodes under the jaw, which are infectious or uh, inflamed from some sort of oral disease. So have a little root around, I suppose, in their teeth, tissues, bone. Palpate it. Look for any abscesses, ulcerations, lacerations. If I just give you an example of one, and I think if you've if you listened to my uh, ages ago, a weird and wonderful podcast, I talked about a particular lamb. And this lamb, we noticed cud spilling on this particular lamb. And we had a little poke around the aureal area, oral area, and we found a hole in the upper jaw of this animal. Literally like there was a giant hole. In their jaw now it is very well hit, it was right under the ear, so if you can imagine where your jawbone kind of meets your ear, it was that high up, and it was very hard to sort of notice in the animal cause it was kind of behind a little bit, you know where that jawbone sort of comes around the neck and the ear, and it wasn't until we had a really good look and had a really good poke around that we saw is again abnormality of uh of the animal now we euthanize that particular animal because not only was it cud spilling it was really suffering from ill thrift i mean how can you digest things when there's a and particularly when you're a ruminant and you've got to chew your cud And you can't do that when you've got a hole in your mouth and you can't close it and sort of contain all that um digestive juices, it's gonna be really, really difficult. It still survived and it had got to I don't know this was about four weeks old, five weeks old, maybe, but um we decided to to euthanase. Um, other things you could do, and again, I haven't tried this would be uh, if you think of the high stomach acidity, use some baking soda. So treat the animal with baking soda, a change to a lower acidic feed like barley if you think it is the high stomach acid that's causing it. Um, Another theory is that it is an impact from us as shepherds when we use a drench gun. So, for example, things like uh, the drench gun might have scratched or poked a hole in the jaw or elements, trace elements, copper can be quite ulcerating or if you've used bolus, and you've administered that, that might have caused an injury. Now, I know when I've seen the cud spilling in lambs, say three-month-old lambs, they really have haven't haven't had mineralized drench. They often haven't even had a drench till they're weaned, uh, and they haven't ever had a bolus. So for me, this I don't believe this from my in my experience as a common cause. But again, the jury is out. But in terms of Jill, (laughs) Judge Jill, I don't think the drench gun or any trace element uh, ulceration is an impact based on my experience of cud spilling in lambs where we haven't drenched them already. And again, some suggest that they will grow out of it once their teeth and mouth have fully developed. So that's the good news I suppose but do we want to wait that long do we want to perhaps risk it or do we want to cull at the first sign of cud spilling and again it's something that you can decide to to do so either way breeders often make dis- harsh tough decisions to euthanize animals that is perhaps best for the animal, best for the breed, whatever animal you're breeding, your flock and the breed more broadly, and what might be best for you as a shepherd in terms of making your life easy case, in case this might have other negative impacts on that particular animal. And I think that is why most farmers, most breeders would decide to cull. If you're interested in reading the full beverage article from 1936 in the Australian Veterinary uh, Journal, it is available on the Wiley Online Library. Now, you will have to pay for that library service. And that's Wiley. I'll pop it in the show notes. W-I-L-E-Y, Online Library. And you know what? If you're interested in researching other sheep stuff, uh, then that's a great resource because it has lots of journal articles going back years and years and often when you do a Google search, these are some of the things that come up and you can pay for a purview or you can pay for this, the whole library subscription. But there you go. That's cud spilling in a nutshell. Again, as always, I'd love to hear about your experiences. Have you seen cud spilling in your flock? Has, has the animal grown out of it? Did you, in, had a, did you do an oral exam? And if you did, did you notice any abnormalities and what were they? And did you cull? Did you decide to cull that animal and have you seen less and less cud spilling? I know for me, culling has resulted in less and less cud spilling. So it's kind of rare now. Like I um, purchased some, and check out my YouTube video on this if you haven't seen it. I purchased some animals from the cell yards recently very unusual thing for me to do, and but I did it. It was a great sort of deal I got, I suppose, and occasionally I will purchase sheep, and I needed some, um, some more weathers for this year, and one of them was a dreadful cud spiller. So, I mean, weaned, these animals would be seven, eight months old, dreadful cud spiller, a, gr- a great big nasty stain on its chin, and I uh, didn't notice anything else, no other abnormalities in the jaw or around the face, but again, it's telling me that perhaps in that breeding regime, perhaps that breeder has potentially either didn't notice this or didn't um didn't pick it up, didn't do anything about it, and potentially there are other 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 abnormalities and there were a few other little quirks and quirks in this particular mob. But uh, really, I'm gonna run them as weathers and use them for weathers and, and for meat. And yes, they might take a little bit longer to grow out, depending on um their constitution. But in fact, actually, the other day I weighed one of them and he was 42 kilos and he will be going to market next week. So, you know, I bought him uh for $51 two weeks ago, and already at what I would call a kill weight. And that will go on and make a lovely 20-kilo carcass. So he's got another couple of weeks to put on, maybe a couple more kilos, 20-kilo carcass, and I'll be selling that for a nice profit. And uh, someone will be enjoying that meat. The meat will taste amazing. And uh, I'll condition score him as well as weigh him and to make sure he's got a good fat coverage because that's the other thing to make sure that your animals have a good fat coverage. But he wasn't a cud spiller. He's doing well. But the other cud spiller, I think, was probably around 32 kilos. And, uh, again, maybe that's an indication. Maybe cud spillers don't grow as fast. There's a piece of research, Mr. Beverage, that would have been nice to sort of do. Do cud spiller lambs grow more slowly? than non-cud spillers. Oh, Jill, I see a PhD in your future. No, thank you very much. (laughs) Almost been there. Almost done that. Um, And uh, maybe not. But hey, if you are thinking of a PhD topic, oh boy, have I got a topic for you. Off you go. Do the PhD. Let me know. Come back. We'll interview you on the Sheep Show podcast and you can share with us what is actually the answer to cud spilling why does it happen? If you know, if you've got any theories yourself, if you've got any research yourself, or if you do the PhD, let us know, get in touch. We'd love to hear, I'd love to hear your experiences about cud spilling and what you've done about them in your flock. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sheep Show podcast. Please take a moment to share this episode via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us reach listeners just like you who can benefit from our sheep-focused content. Let me know how your sheep journey is going. Contact me via Instagram at Holston Valley Farm or via email jill at au. Until next time, sheep well.